everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about <laughs> me, 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 10,000 downloads. We did it! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Everybody. Confetti. <laughs> we are here. We are celebrating 10,000 downloads of Once Upon a Timing. Um, we've been doing this podcast for now over 200 episodes, and that is crazy to think that we've had people listening through for all this time. I went and looked at you know, our patrons throughout the throughout the years, who's our patrons now, and some of y'all have been with us for so long, like for years, and we just want to like just say thank you. It's just awesome. Thank you for putting us in your ear holes and being friends with us and listening to us gab and just nitpick and have fun and survive a pandemic together uh which i don't think we anticipated in 2016 nope. uh nope. but yeah wild that it's it just i always get really uh crazy about this where i'm just like it's so crazy that we just we started this on a lark and here we are now um yeah guys amazing amazing numbers beth we did it we did we it, did it. And we're going to keep doing it because we are here to talk about chapters five. Oh, no, chapters seven through nine. I, I panicked. I was like, what? I just traveled back in time. <laughs> I, I had just recently edited uh, okay. the other episode, so it was on my brain. Chapter seven through nine of Reawakened, A Once Upon a Time Tale. And this goes into Desperate Souls, 7.15 a.m. And then another title Skin that deep. I don't remember. Skin Deep. Thank you. Uh, which were, again, three episodes of Once Upon a Time. And we decided to do more chapters uh, to basically kind of get through this one a little bit faster so that we can start going into the ones that I feel are going to have a little bit more meat on their bones. I, yeah, um, I did notice uh, that I, I went back because I, I wanted to double check something and we'll talk about it when we get to it. But I wanted to double check something against the episode because um, mm -hmm. I had to see and it matched which I thought was wild uh, it just looks different in print um, but we have so far skipped episodes so yeah. we're not a one for one because we've, we've obviously not done the Hansel and Gretel episode because mm -hmm. impossible to do from the POVs and we missed I think it's Desperate Souls which I noticed oh no that's chapter 7 is that chapter 7 okay we yeah. missed one I mean, other we one miss we missed the bulk of the story. Well, yeah, because there's there's one between, I think, either seven or eight. Might have been between eight and nine where they're like, yay, we can be together. And then, like, the next chapter, she's just like, I can't do this anymore. We missed a whole episode of them sneaking around. And so so we missed that whole chapter. So it's just such a weird flip of, then they kissed. And then next chapter, I'm going to go to a girl's night. I don't want to do this anymore. It's like, what? Wait a minute. What happened? Yeah, it was a lot of whiplash. Yes. Uh, so with, you know, before we get into the chapters themselves, just for me, the only chapter I felt was anything good was uh, chapter eight, uh, seven fifteen, because that was the only one where the backstory was explored in the narrative. The thing that I'm having a problem with in the book, and it's becoming more and more apparent as we continue to go on, is... You can't recreate the show and then leave out a bunch of the show yeah. without replacing it with anything substantial. Because all it is, is just 
surmising how Emma might think about a situation. And then Henry comes in to over explain a story, which in a show that is mostly tell don't show the what the main example we have of show don't tell is gone in the book. Mm-hmm. It's explaining something that was is explained to us. So it's like double explaining. Like, I don't know how you feel about it. So I am I am struggling with that a little bit. Like I'm I'm trying to pull myself out a little bit to kind of understand and just kind of look at the look at it for what it is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is this is why I started. Uh, I think it was the last episode of the one before where I was just like, "Is this book written by AI?" Because it just seems like so much, and and that's not what it is. It's just me being silly. But like, it does seem like it's not written from such like a a personal enough level it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like there's a like a a soul in it because it just seems like we are just moving through stuff and none of the reactions seem genuine so that's what i'm struggling with because there's a couple of parts where i don't understand like what snow is thinking from the top of a paragraph to the bottom i mean Mm -hmm. it's it's it jumps from paragraph like from in the middle of it from sentence yeah. to sentence sometimes and also just piecemealing uh the backstory it's almost making it worse because it's just like oh and then he introduced me to his six friends I'm not going to tell you what their names are this is just supposed to be a fun easter egg for you to figure out that their names are the the seven dwarves even though we've not really super explained that I guess. Yeah, also, anyway. there's this guy, Sidney Glass, who's the reporter, and he's going to be the next sheriff, and he's totally devoted to Regina. We're not going to explain why. If you want to know, just watch the show. Or, heck, you've probably already watched it already, so you already know. We don't need to tell you. This is like fan fiction. It's it's assuming that the reader can fill in the blanks themselves because they've already watched the show. And this is what I was talking about last week where I just keep waiting for them to diverge from the story for them to like go on tour with sync because they were <laughs> the entire cast was reading a book. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me update. They were all sitting in the front row of a Harry Styles concert and he saw mm. that they were reading and they were like, we don't even know why we're here. Like our friend brought us. I don't really even know who you are. And he was like, wow, you're not like other TV shows and took them on <laughs> tour with him. Um, but like none of that happens. It's just... This feels like it was written by me trying to remember the show. And I, like, fully forget episodes. Be like, oh, Hansel and Gretel. Damn it. Um, but was yeah. it the after series based on Harry Styles fan fiction? Probably. I wouldn't doubt that at all. I wouldn't doubt. Yeah. Like, what if you had a crossover between after and once upon a time? One, once upon an after time or something. If That would be the worst show or the worst product in human history. No one envision it. Let's just throw it in the garbage where it belongs. Listen, the uh, the I think it's what is it, love hypothesis. I read the book. I loved love hypothesis, and then someone told me afterwards that it was Raylo fiction, and it broke my brain. <laughs> I was like, oh, how did we get from Ray and Kylo Ren to a book about a STEM major falling in love with her professor? How did we get here? It's fine. It's kind. Of, it's a Fifty Shades of Grey job. Like it's Twilight, but like there's no vampires. We took all of the interesting parts of that out and we've substituted it in with 
very poorly researched BDSM. <laughs> and money. And money. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's how I feel. But yeah, let's get so, into it. Yeah. So chapter seven, Desperate Souls, is the story of after Graham's tragic passing, which is only like alluded to to being magic. Like Henry thinks there's magic involved, but they don't say what it is, which is very weird. Like, again, this is a very fan fiction-y thing where it's like, oh, well, we know it's because the queen crushed his heart. But it's not presented as a mystery to solve. It's just presented as a, well, you know the rest, so don't worry about it. I feel like we're 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 gearing up for, like, chapter 13. Regina just goes into a monologue. Ah, it was me. I did all of these things. Like this this whole thing of explaining the things that we didn't see. Be like, mm-hmm. I crushed Graham's heart. I didn't I didn't want to do it. Ew, you made me. Because how are we going to explain the dark curse if we only have Emma and Mary Margaret as our POVs? God, wouldn't be- it have been amazing if like it had been three POVs with Regina as the third? Yes, that would have been amazing. I don't know how much it would have improved it, but it would have improved it. It, it, because right now we are missing a key point of view and we're missing a key story. We're going to pause for a moment because Abby's got to go check on a puppy or a child or one of the both. So I'm going to um, read from Once Upon a Time. And Abby's back. Sorry, I had to, my, my dog, my dog was eating food next to me and I didn't know if the mic was picking it up. <laughs> and that's why Abby is the best person ever. Abby, you just missed the whole thing. I know. I went fine. into like this giant long monologue about all the reasons why you're the greatest. I look forward to listening to it later and being, yeah. being just honored. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was a fever dream. So that's why I can't repeat it now. Uh, you just like, you just like, it was a flurry of emotions. Mm-hmm. Just started spewing things. That makes sense. That makes a lot entranced. of sense. Entranced. Entranced. <laughs> so yeah. So the, so Emma is serving as interim sheriff and she is one day away from retirement. <laughs> and oh no, Regina comes in and is like, oh, Sydney's going to be the, the sheriff. I'm going to appoint him. Get out. You're fired. Leave town. Stop seeing my son. Blah, 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 blah. And she goes, turns to Mr. Gold and the whole thing with his machinations happens. But it's all through Emma's perspective and how she's interpreting his motivation and his actions, which that part I did not mind necessarily. I actually kind of like out of all the characters, the one I really like seeing through other people's eyes is Gold is Rumpelstiltskin Mm -hmm. Uh, because he's so magnanimous and mysterious and untrustworthy, but has these complex layers. I really like, you know, having Emma kind of sizing him up in her mind and being both right and wrong. Yeah, I have been appreciating that. Uh, And we have that moment with Snow White as well, where she's, she's just reading him incorrectly. And I thought about it because I reread a couple passages that this, these interactions happen on. And I was trying to make sense of, is this poor writing or is this good writing? And in this instance, I liked it where it's a, just, it's a character misinterpreting someone that they don't know if they can trust. Or they don't mm-hmm. know that they shouldn't be trusting as much as they should. And that's, that is the case with Emma. And you're right. I do. It just feels like there's this big gaping hole 
in the story. And I would like to point out that even in the episode, this storyline is insane. Like, <laughs> I will be installing a new sheriff, the head of the newspaper. I, in what universe? <laughs> and at no point in the show and at no point in this, sh- in this chapter does the character of Emma go, this is nonsense. What a weird thing for you to do. And he can't be the sheriff. He's the newspaper guy. That never comes up. That qualification is never challenged. On the other hand, though, Emma's only experiences as a bail bonds person. And we don't even know what Graham was doing beforehand while he was a huntsman I guess in the that, Enchanted Forest. I mean, I guess, but at the same time, it just seems like if someone's like, hey, would you like to vote for the new sheriff? Sure, tell me about him. Oh, well, he's worked at the newspaper for a long time. Um, he's an older gentleman. Oh, is he the only person on the police force or will there be other people? No, he's the only person on the police force. Um and in this town, there's a lot of running and pointing your gun in houses that you may or may not have known were broken into. <laughs> we'll get into later. Um, but yeah, this whole storyline, it bothered me in the show. It bothers me now. But it's so much stranger when you don't see the other stuff happening. Yeah. So. Because the thing that we, the thing that they're trying to convey to us in this chapter in particular are the parallels between... The Enchanted Forest story, which in this case is Gold's origin as Rumpelstiltskin, and what Emma's going through. Emma's almost like she she has a line where she's literally in her mind. She's saying she's wondering what Henry might be trying to communicate with this particular story. She wondered if it had something to do with her new role as sheriff. So, like, they have to, like, tell us there's a parallel. But it's so weird because, one, I never saw it as a parallel. I just saw it as uh, us learning about the fairy tale characters and explaining their role in the overall narrative. I never saw Emma as her role as sheriff as being a, a like represented by Gold turning into Rumpelstiltskin. It's really weird. It is weird. I would like to note, based on how you're talking about her thinking about her interactions with Henry, I noticed this so heavily in the next couple of chapters. It, it A, is correct because Emma is rarely actually listening to Henry in the show. She is also not, she is actively not doing it in the book, which is driving me crazy, but is accurate. <laughs> because she is staring at him like he is an alien. And she's just sitting there, and I'm just imagining talking to somebody doing this, where they're looking at you and you can tell that there's something completely different happening in their frontal lobe. Where they're just like, how do I get through to this person? They're prattling on and on. They, anything could be going on. What's happening here? As as they are being actively talked to. And so it's just like, I don't know. He's talking about something about gold and his heart and the what da 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 and whatever. And she's just like just continuously analyzing their socials. That is all she does when she's near Henry in this book. Is sitting there going, it's so strange. It's weird these feelings I'm feeling. He's so cute, but man, this story stuff's weird. Boy, (laughs) what's he talking about again? I'm not listening. (laughs) I do want to take a moment to read the paragraph that is uh, Rumpelstiltskin's entire backstory that I highlighted in the book. Oh, my goodness. Because I 
the fact that this was given like 150 words is bonkers to me. I'm just going to read it to you because this this reads like a read fever away. dream. Read away. All right. Henry then told Emma the story of how Rumpelstiltskin first gained power. After his hubris led him to be tricked by a wizard named Zoso, locked in a curse that had tormented him for decades, Zozo tricked Rumpelstiltskin into taking the curse onto himself. It gave him powerful magic, but it interfered with his ability to feel, his ability to be human, and it made his son Bay fear him instead of love him. Wow. Emotional. Right here. Right here in my heart. If you hadn't watched the show and seen this episode already, this would make no sense. No, it makes... It, it makes no sense. Paired up with chapter nine when we get how we met Belle and why any of the stuff that's happening in chapter nine is happening. She's is, literally never mentioned by name either, which is so weird. She's mentioned once. Oh, she is. Okay. I think her name is invoked. Um, but it, I'll talk about chapter nine in a little bit. Anyway, yes, it is such a short little paragraph. And I mean, I noted it too. I noted it that it was just like, wow, we really truncated this down to about three sentences. Um. Yeah, that's that's a tough. Again, because we're not getting any meat. It's just Henry. It's just Emma relaying something that Henry told her in her brain. Mm-hmm. Like ah, he told me this and this. I wish she wouldn't remember the names. You know what I mean? Like I feel mm-hmm. like that's what also makes it disingenuous. Where she's like, Emma would have not retained Zozo at <laughs> all. Also, they never say Dark One. I noticed this because I was getting stressed out because I'm like, why do we keep saying Rumpelstiltskin? I feel like Emma wouldn't take Rumpelstiltskin seriously. Because Rumpelstiltskin is not an inherently scary story. But the dark one. Yeah, and also he tricked... The curse is being the dark one. And that's Correct. a name that we get pretty early on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. his name that's so... I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's no, I... so weird. It took me until about chapter nine where I'm just like, why do we just keep... Calling him Rumpelstiltskin. It was driving me bonkers. Um, yeah. So. Rumpelstiltskin in fairy tale land. I just, I, again, I just don't think Emma as a person, a 28-year-old woman who lived in New York who should, by all accounts, have that, like, New Yorker, <laughs> I've seen it all, nothing phases me, yeah, kind of vibe to her. And she's just like, uh-huh, kid? Yeah, Rumpelstiltskin, definitely. Like, in what universe, based on the information that we know about Rumpelstiltskin, would he be scary? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a good question. Anyway. Okay. So I wrote, mm-hmm. because Henry starts falling apart towards the end of this chapter. Yeah. Um, because he, and I just wrote in all caps, the heart of the truest believer, question mark, question mark, question mark. Because <laughs> he's just like, no, there's no point evil always win because good has to follow the rules and Emma's like ah you're right good does have to follow the rules but I could also just throw grenades I could just blow up my own spot which she does and she wins because everyone's like yay amazing because everyone's starting to think for themselves they're not sure why but they're feeling some kind of way speaking of feeling some kind of way that's what we got going on with Mary Margaret and David Oh, that's what this note is. I'm sorry. I just realized that I was also making note of Rumpel's uh, really short backstory. I wrote blah, blah, blah. 
we no blah 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 through gold's bs is what i wrote (laughs) and it's such a bummer because gold's Golden Regina's stories in the first season, their backstories are so good. They're very compelling. They're compelling. They're well thought out. They were, they fit into the story really well and we're just hand waving it away. And it's so weird. It's, it's, the book is getting so weird. That said, I will give it one thing. It is easy to read. Oh, this is a very simple read. In fact, if we go four chapters next time, I'm fine with that because I think we can do it. I just need to get ahead of it because every once in a while I'm just like, I'll just read them day of. And like, and I was like, yeah, I can do that. And then I'm like, oh, this is going a little longer than I wanted. But it is still easy to read. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'll give it that. Easy to read. It just frustrates me sometimes because I feel like I'm skimming based on... It feels like I'm skimming based on the... Inme- the information in which I'm gathering, but I'm not skimming. I'm just reading it word for word and it's not giving me enough. I feel like if I skimmed, I'd miss stuff. Too much stuff. No, that's the that's the writer's job is to miss too much stuff. So in chapter 8, 7.15 a.m., I feel like this is honestly one of the best, most cohesive chapters we've gotten so far. Uh, for the sole reason being that the A plot in this one wasn't very... Um, didn't have a lot going on, so there wasn't a lot to explain. Right. Um, because in the A plot, well, in the B plot, the Enchanted Forest fairy tale land story, it's about uh, Snow going to uh, Rumpelstiltskin to get a potion that will make her forget charming. And also, what was that in this chapter? Yes. Or was this? Yep. Yes, and and she goes to say goodbye, or she she gets a message from so the prince. So much happens. Like yeah. it, it happens at a neck break speed. Um, I would like to say, literally right up top, uh, the word of the podcast will be credulous. Credulous, because mm. Snow dislikes credulous people. Credulous means inclined to believe. So, are you author trying to tell me that Snow White does not believe does not like people who are believers? <laughs> This is if this was her cursed self, that would make sense because she'd been cursed to think that. Mm-hmm. But this is just regular snow, and she's just like, she's like, no, I don't like people that are inclined to believe things. How dare you? <laughs> That's a that feels like a an editor should have spotted that and like put a little red circle around it, be like, explain. I think there's just I this and the word precocious later are just used vaguely incorrectly Mm, and so it's just like it's it's close enough that i think that if there was an editor i'm saying if i think the only proof that there was an editor and i made a note of it was and then charming pulled or i'm sorry then david pulled mary margaret up in parentheses along with the dove like such a small little added by the way the dove's still here (laughs) the dove is still here we did not forget about the dove we did forget that the dove was in a cage i think yeah. Anyway, we're, I'm anyway, getting ahead of myself. So, yeah, so that's the the whole story. And she goes to see uh, Charming because he sent her a message. And then she gets stopped. She gets thrown in prison. She meets Grumpy. She escapes with Grumpy. Then she goes to find the prince again. And then she gets kidnapped by the king. And the king's like, you got to tell him that you hate him. Otherwise, I'm going to murder him because I'm a dick. She does that. She leaves very sad. She meets up with Grumpy and, and six other people. Just six other people. They're just there. Six other guys. Yeah, a guy yeah. named a guy named Stealthy is introduced, then immediately killed off. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't get any anything on Stealthy, which is not honored to him. Again, there's a line. The king, the king, says to her, says to Snow, he's not my son. And we just never follow up. There's never a thought of, why would he say that? What's going on? It's just, like, confusing. Yeah. Anyway, this whole storyline, like, because she goes and she meets Rumple. Mm-hmm. Like, before all of this to get her little potion, um, I would, I, uh, let's see, <laughs> I wrote the quote, I wrote two quotes down. First one's from Rumple. love has killed more than any disease. I'm not sure that's correct. <laughs> I think he was just being a little salty. Because um, <laughs> he's just like, no, love is terrible. Love is awful. <laughs> Boo, love. Uh, but then the other one is when she's crawling around, she's like desperately trying to like get to, get to charming. <laughs> she just says i grabbed for the like she grabs for something she goes i don't have time to see if it's rotted there was no time for safety it's like how dare you (laughs) that's just designed to call abby and make her very uncomfortable (laughs) there's always time for safety snow how dare you uh and then meanwhile in the a plot mary margaret is uh, she's 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 pining for for David and they've come up with this schedule accidentally where they run into each other at 715 in the morning and they they don't discuss. And then Mary, is this where? No, I'm totally like it all blurs to me. So I'm just going to kind of blur it together because there's a whole thing with Catherine and the pregnancy and like because you're right. I think there's an episode that is skipped of their young passion we go straight from kiss well, to wrong Valentine's so Day card. The, yeah, no, because the, the Valentine's Day stuff is like the Chapter next nine. one, I think. Yeah. But like this one is them like, because she's just like, no, because she talks about how she goes to Granny's at 7.15 to go see him. And they're just kind of like flirting. But again, we never see that. I don't find this slow burn doesn't work in text because it's just like, she's like, I love him. And you're like, girl, Why? I don't get it in this text. I do not feel their attraction. And I do not like Charming in this at all. I also kind of don't like him in the backstory, which is weird. Like, mm-hmm. I'm he's not translated. He's not being written in a way that makes me like him. He feels like he's like an undercover villain. <laughs> um, Yeah. And it's just... Again, it's just a little sloppy, I think. Uh, one of the... Like, I, 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 I try really hard not to copy, co- uh, copy edit, but... When she takes the potion in the backstory, it flips for a second because she wakes up. He's like, hey, by the way, like they didn't get married. And she goes, who? And then Grumpy sees the vial. And then there's like a sentence where like Grumpy was too late. She'd taken the vial. But that's not something Snow thinks. Snow doesn't know that she took it. So like it doesn't make sense. And I made a – there's some capitalization and other nonsense. Like it just – this feels so rushed and weird and strange. And I like – I keep thinking – that it's more than it is and I have to keep like coming back down from it but yes we have that whole scene where she finds the dove and then like the doctor randomly is just like it is a monogamous animal it must find its flock and so she goes and again this happened in the show it's whatever she goes in the course of a paragraph it starts (laughs) this is my favorite paragraph so far she's like yeah and I'm standing there and she's got the little dove and then lightning cracked it made her stumble She's now fallen down a cliff we didn't know she was at because I thought she was on farmland. 
So now she's fallen and she's grabbed a little tree. Now Charming is there. It's also pouring rain and he pulls her up. That happens in a paragraph. Mm-hmm. It was not raining and she was flat footed on the ground. And at the end of it, she is being hoisted off of a cliff question mark with the bird. The bird's also there. Parentheses. The bird is also there. The thing I want to say about this section and then the cabin scene that follows is this is like prime YA romance novel material. Oh, you know, yeah. Dashing rescue in the rain. They end up in an abandoned cabin together and they're confessing their love for each other, but how they can't be together because the she, he's married and she might be pregnant. These are all very intense things. And in the show, it is intense. It is palpable. And you can feel the electricity between these two in the air. You cannot feel it in this book because at no point are emotions described. At no point are like heaving bosoms and and intense eyes there's no heaving bosoms like deep breath like make like i'm not saying like titillate the audience but titillate the audience this is romance stuff forbidden love yeah and you can do it in a ya way yeah like they it i don't know it (laughs) When you were describing all the tropes and I was just waiting for like, it was just short of being like, but they needed to stay there the night. But there was only one bed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've all read books like that. Like, I mean, like Twilight. does. We've all read books like that. We've all read fan fiction like that. We've all read like it's it's just how like it's there. It's and it's a trope for a reason. Because it's easy, like, it, it it sets you up. You as the reader are just like, yeah, I absolutely know what to do. But instead, what we get at the cabin is Mary Margaret having, like, unhinged thoughts about this. She's like, I know that she's pregnant. And she, he looks at her and goes, like, he never actually says anything. He just looks confused. And she goes, oh, good. He didn't know that she was pregnant. So it, it makes it better somehow. <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't. Because he is still, and this is what I had a problem with, and I understand that they are supposed to be in the real world and it's supposed to be complicated, but again, I don't like David in this because he's just like clearly sleeping with this woman, but then trying to sleep with Snow and we're trying to like understand his poor man confusion. You're just both so pretty, babe. I don't, I can't, why would I choose? So hard. Yeah, and... And one thing that the show does a little bit better, although I'm going to note that it doesn't do it well, is putting the some of the you know responsibility on charming. Uh, it doesn't put enough, frankly. There's a lot of homewrecker, you know, sexism situations involved where a lot of the blame is put on Mary Margaret, Scarlet Letter, all that. In this, it's a hundred percent on her. Like there is nothing in here that gives charming any responsibility or culpability it's all left up to mary margaret to to dive in or jump out and that's incredibly sexist because what he's the one who's married and he's the one who's equally making the they're both making this decision it's the you know in this situation it's the wrong choice but it's feels like it's all being put on mary margaret because we're in her perspective 
Listen, so there's a whole thing going on with like Ariana Grande and some guy from SpongeBob. I'm not 100% sure what's going on, nor do I care. Um, what I do know is that he's married and then like blew up his relationship to be with Ariana Grande. And, and then like she like left him because obviously she did. And everyone was blaming her. Now, apparently she has kind of like a tumultuous relationship with like going after married men, which again, whatever. That's not great. And that's, there's blame on that. You're, you know that these people are married. It's, there's, there's a difference when you've been lied to versus knowing a person is married and still pursuing them, which is what Snow is doing here. And everyone's like, oh, she, how dare she? Okay, a, still a married man who, eyes wide open, is doing this with a second person. I think while the wife might have been pregnant, maybe, I might be confusing stories. It's his fault. He needs to shut this down. This is, that is where David is right now. He needs to be the one shutting it down. And he's not. He's doing that, like, weird, shitty dude thing where it's like, oh, it's just, like, it's, like, so hard because, like, I feel like one of these is, like, my real life and other one's a fairy tale, but I can't tell which one's which. And you really need to understand how difficult that is for me. If he had not been in a coma with amnesia before this, I'd have been a lot madder. <laughs> But I'm also just, again, it's just one of those things where you're just like, all of this is nonsense. When we just really break it down to bare bones, everyone here sucks. <laughs> like, a lot. Um, obviously, it's their cursed selves, but it's still kind of them, right? Because they are both. Yeah. Which is much funnier this way, where I am both. I'm, I am a heroic prince who would do anything for the love of my life. I'm also... <laughs> A POS boyfriend who is also married and really just kind of a weenie. <laughs> I am both. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to get up on the back of my truck and shout it to the rooftops. I am also this guy who can't choose between two beautiful women. Yay. But anyway, don't worry. She's not pregnant. So then they kiss in front of grannies. <laughs> They do kiss in front of grannies, which is how it happened in the show. And then, you know, uh, I'm just going to kind of also jump into the chapter nine stuff because it also centers yes. around their relationship. Uh, and also Gold and Emma and Mo French and that. So Mo situation. French is my favorite name. Just His name is Mo. Mo French. Fr- Mo French. Mo French. Mo French. Uh, and honestly, I don't give a shit about that whole storyline. It's very badly portrayed and it's all a lot of hand-waving from Henry. Uh, and then you all have Mary Margaret. She's going out with the girls. She's, you know, and then the whole horribly awkward situation where Charmy gives her the wrong Valentine's Day card, which almost felt more awkward reading it, but it's just so bad overall. And then she decides to end things and walk away but he's, like, asking her not to, and I was so bothered. And again, we've missed – there's something missing between Chapter 8 and Chapter 9. There's a whole episode in the show where they court. They are having their secret affair. That is missing? So, again, we're kissing in front of grannies, and now we are having a girls' night, and he doesn't want her to go, and she's like, we're done. I can't do this anymore. It's like, there's no indication about how much time has passed – like Emma kind of gives a rough idea because it's like, it's winter and, but now it's Valentine's day. This is how much time is passing. It's fine. So it's just, it's a lot of whiplash. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I don't remember if this joke was in the show, but it was just like, Oh, charming and Hopper are here. That's interesting. I don't think they're here as a couple. (laughs) Why is he here with Hopper at all? 
It was so unsettling for him to just be there at the bar and like just watching her. He comes across so horrible in this chapter. And he's carrying around two cards Mm -hmm. that he doesn't even bother to check. Like he didn't even write the name on the outside. Okay, so not only are you a cheater, you're a dumb one. Not that you can be a smart cheater, but like, come on, David, get it together. Um, But we have this whole other storyline because they, they're like, oh, no, no, we're not going to be together. But then they are and it's whatever. But then this whole other story, the beginning part of this chapter is like Emma's like, oh, I got called because I had to go to Gold's house. She describes Gold's mansion as being skinny, which <laughs> I just imagine it looking like a Tim Burton house where it's like real skinny at the bottom, but like it's bigger and it's leaning. <laughs> just like, <laughs> but then she makes a comment where she's like, yes, this is where all the other wealthy citizens live. Okay, so there's Jefferson. Who else? Who are these other? I mean, the mayor. But does she live there too? Because I thought she lived in a, a different. She lived in a little cul-de-sac um, that August just like breaks down in front of because he was doing, I guess, donuts in the cul-de-sac. That's the other. That's the final thing I wanted to talk about was August's arrival in the narrative halfway through the book. I distinctly remember. Reading a, a description of this book, that it was August telling the story. I think we could definitively say that is hella not true because he just showed up. Also, halfway I feel through. like, listen, I know writers, and when writers insert themselves into stories, they do it well. I feel like if August were the one writing this, his um, arrival to town would have been a little bit more fanfare than Emma being like, oh, some rando showed up. Regina wants me to follow him. him. She's just following (laughs) him. And it's weird in the show. It's so weird. So much weirder in the book. This is what I went back to. Like, I went back and checked because I'm like, there's no way the conversation she has with him in Granny's followed this format. It, the wording is different, but it so does. Where she's like, hey, who are you? He's like, uh, I'm just a guy sitting here. They, there's a line that I really like, and I don't want to keep talking about the show, but one of the lines in the show that made me laugh, he's like, I just ordered a coffee. God forbid I ordered a donut. And it just made me laugh. Um, but she's like, yeah, why were you talking to Henry? And he's like, oh, he came and asked me a question. She goes, oh, cool. What's in the box? Like, the jump from this to this make no sense. And it's even funnier because she's a cop. So, like, she's harassing this random person that's blown into town and be like, show me what's in your purse. You have to show it to me because I'm suspicious of you because you are suspicious. He's like, okay, I'll show it to you if you get a drink with me. And she's like, cool. And he opens it, he's like, it's a typewriter. Like, what did she think was going to be in there? Like, he opens it up and it's the soul of Marcel Marcel Wallace. Like, what did you think it was going to be? I don't know. I, I... I've never understood this part and her just like trying to conduct a, a warrantless search on this man. <laughs> he has rights. They're in America. But then we just get nothing. It's just like, oh, he's here and I'm kind of mad about it. And that's it. Also, Gold may or may not be beating an old man to death with a cane. Yeah. And they also rewrite his backstory with Belle a little bit, which is very weird. I think it was a mistake because... Again, in one of Henry's long, paragraph-long explanations yes. of an entire backstory, where where it's literally Emma keeps interrupting him to be like, I don't have time for this. But he's like, it's really... And, he, and he's like, I don't have the book with me. I just know this by heart. 
What? Because first of all, of course he would. Of course he would. How many stories could there possibly be? It's all he's been reading. She, he's like, do you want to hear about Rumpelstiltskin? She's like, I'm not in the mood. Okay, I'm going to do it anyway. And then he says, she's like, I don't have the time. He goes, but it's crazy. There was this kingdom that needed his help. And Rumpelstiltskin went and they said that they needed him to end the ogre war because it was so dangerous. And in return, he asked for the hand of a beautiful young. And then it gets interrupted. That's... I don't know if I've ever heard a backstory described that badly. No, like fully swing and a miss. Like also like at what point maybe let's just blame the book. Maybe the book in the book is bad. <laughs> maybe Henry is not the thoughtful reader that we thought he was and he's misinterpreting <laughs> the story. Well, I mean, that's great for us. <laughs> have your main source of information because we're not going to actually see any of it. Our main source of inspiration is just wrong. I love the idea that the unreliable narrator is a a narrator from a different book within the book that we're reading. (laughs) As being told by a little boy. This is actually the most meta thing we've ever consumed. Oh no! And, And then, yeah, and we also... You know, Gold gets arrested for maybe beating up an old man and Regina shows up. And in the show, I hate, I hate just saying that over and over again, we actually see their conversation. But in the book, it's just Emma wondering what they're talking about. And then that's it. That whole scene, too, where she's just like, you get one hour with Henry. Wouldn't you like that? And Emma's just like, she wants to know what's going on. But then she's like, yes, I would like that. And then it's just like, I don't have time for this. I would love to spend time with you. Leave me alone. We will go anywhere else. And yeah, it's just... It's just strange. Strange little chapters. Um, this one was probably the strangest, most because of how much was like left off yeah. of the story. I would love, and there's no way I would be able to convince someone to do this, but someone who has never watched this show to read this book and give me their feedback. Because I can't tell if we're too deep in the sauce or or not. I have no way of being objective about this. Maybe once we're finishing it, I'll see if uh, if Tim will uh, will indulge us and and breeze through this book and give us his feedback. It's not going to be good. I was going to say I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure that would be the objective voice we were looking for. Oh, let me let me see if I can try and find somebody who could who could join us on this journey at the end and just like speed read through it and then be like, yeah. all right, as somebody who has not watched the show, does this make any goddamn sense to just you? Not even that. Just be like, hey, can you read this book? And we would love to talk about your thoughts on it. And just like without leading the witness, I guess, too much, but being like, yeah. I just I need you to read this start to finish. I will I will get it to you. Here it is. We want to know your thoughts, good, bad, and the ugly. Thank you. And don't listen to my podcast. We don't want to influence you. You can you can listen later and get the download so that we can celebrate twenty thousand. Woo! Yes. <laughs> well, any Abby, any closing thoughts on chapter seven, eight, and nine of Reawaken: A Once Upon a Time Tale? Beth, Beth, why was why was why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, uh, eight, nine got him. Eh, <laughs> eh. <laughs> On that note, thanks everybody for joining us for this latest episode of Once Upon a Timing. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get the podcasts. Uh, you can join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing to continue the book talk conversation. 
And you can join us on Patreon. We want to thank our patrons for all of your love and support, especially our Swan Queen patrons who have helped us get to that lovely 10,000 mark that I'm just going to live on and and swim in for all eternity. Uh, this week's Patreon shout out goes to Patrick Stevens. Thank you so much, Patrick. If you want to join our wonderful Patreon family, head to patreon.com slash Timing. We're going to be back next week with the next few chapters. Let's go. Abby, do you want to stick with three chapters again or do we want to bump it up to four? It is uh, up Will to three you. chapters get us to... No, I'm just going to pull up my thing here. Just want to see what we're working with here. Table oh, of right. Contents. Uh, Lost Hearts. Oh, you're looking to into, see if we'll get through the... So seven, eight, nine. So then, you know what? Let's do four chapters because then it'll just close out part two. Let's do it. We're going to so close 10, out part 11, two. Yeah, 10, 11, 12, and 13. <gasps> it ends <gasps> with hat trick. Yes, we're reading all oh, the way to 13. Oh, heck yeah. We got we to gotta get to Jefferson. Uh, we 100% need to get to Jefferson. I'm going to have... What I can only assume loud and bad opinions about how this gets covered. <laughs> Abby, you will 100% be responsible for the discussion content for Hat Trick. Emma's going to be like, I don't know. I guess he looks nice looking and I'm going to throw my Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. And Abby, we will see you and read you next week. See you next week.